Hi everyone, this is Tyler Martin, the host of the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to teaching busy people how to develop lifelong fitness habits and fit sustainable diet and exercise into their life. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. Also, please check out my website, frictionfactorfitness.com, and sign up for my email newsletter to receive all my latest podcasts, articles, and content. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about why strength training is a requirement for basic health and fitness for everyone, yes, even for you. You might think that strength training is only for bodybuilders or athletes, but that's just not true. Strength training is a requirement for basic health and fitness for everyone, regardless of your age, your gender, or your fitness goals. Don't believe me? The American College of Sports Medicine recommends that all adults do at least two strength training workouts per week, targeting all the major muscle groups in the body. And the latest activity guidelines for adults published by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services gives the exact same recommendation. And I'll put the links to both of those sources in the show notes if you want to check those out. The reality is that strength training can help you prevent many chronic diseases, improve your mood and energy levels, and enhance your overall quality of life. But there is a large segment of the population that avoids strength training activities of all kinds because they're afraid of getting too big and bulky from activities like lifting weights. They believe that strength training will cause them to develop big bulky muscles like a bodybuilder or a football player. The good news is that this fear is completely unfounded. It's a complete myth. And today I'll explain why you won't turn into a huge hulk just by doing some squats and push-ups or even a bench press. And why worrying about building big muscles or instead of worrying about big muscles, you should be much more concerned about losing muscle as you get older. So let's dive right into this. Why do so many people have an aversion to strength training? Again, for many, it's because they're under the delusion that strength training, particularly strength training with challenging levels of resistance, like with lifting weights or using a, a strength training machine, is going to result in the development of big bulky muscles, which just isn't true. While this isn't necessarily a gender-specific issue. I would say there's a cultural tendency for women to be more averse to strength training than men, but there certainly are men who also fear bulking up from things like lifting weights. And while we can debate about the reasons for these differences in gender preferences for strength training, which probably have something to do with standards of beauty or ideal body types in the culture, and maybe other factors, psychological factors or cultural factors, the more important truth is that lots of people are not engaging in strength training due to a myth. And that myth is that strength training will make you big and bulky, which, bulky, which again is just not true. Strength training by itself will not turn you into an Arnold Schwarzenegger. And if you're not strength training regularly, at some point, your quality of life is going to suffer for it. That goes for men and women of all ages in pretty much any walk of life. 
if you aren't strength training all your major muscle groups to fatigue regularly, you're on a path to being less mobile, to being more frail, and more susceptible to chronic diseases as you age. It's not a question of if this will happen, it's a question of when it will happen if you're not taking the right action preventatively. Let's talk about why this bulking up myth even exists. And while there are probably several reasons that people believe that activities like lifting weights will turn them into incredible hulks, I think the most likely explanation is the exposure that most people have to the training methods used by bodybuilders and serious athletes. When we think about strength training, we think about large, powerfully built men pumping iron, right? In the movies and magazines and online, we get visuals and have for decades and decades of bodybuilders and football players lifting weights. And it's common knowledge that these individuals spend hours a day in the gym exercising this way. And we see that they have large muscular physiques and therefore the obvious assumption has become that strength training is the cause of these large muscular physiques. This is what the average person walking down the street thinks and it's understandable why so many people would jump to this conclusion but again this conclusion is flat out wrong. What does cause someone to develop larger muscles? The correct answer is that there are multiple causes. Yes, strength training is one requirement of muscular hypertrophy, which means muscle growth. You must exercise your skeletal muscles with challenging levels of resistance in order to stimulate hypertrophy. But strength training alone is not sufficient to cause significant muscular development. Building muscle also requires eating a nutritious, protein-rich diet, and in addition to eating a protein-rich diet, that diet also has to have an adequate number of calories in order to facilitate the growth. So in order for your skeletal muscle tissue to recover from training um, and increase in size, you, you have to eat in order for that to happen. You have to eat more calories than your body requires to maintain its current mass. So this is called a calorie surplus. So a general rule of thumb, we could say, is that there are three requirements for generating significant muscular development, and they are adequate strength training, a nutritious, protein-rich diet, and a consistent calorie surplus eating, meaning that you're eating more calories than your body needs to maintain its current weight. What does this mean for people not interested in getting bigger muscles? It means that you're not going to develop significant amounts of muscle mass solely from just strength training. The reality is that you could pump heavy iron just like a bodybuilder or an athlete and eat a protein-rich diet and still not develop big, bulky muscles if you aren't also consistently eating a calorie surplus. In other words, getting big muscles requires training, eating the right foods, and eating the right foods in the right quantities. If you strength train but you don't eat for size, you will gain some strength, you'll get stronger, but you won't necessarily get larger. If you're not interested in getting stronger or building 
muscle, you may wonder if strength training is really necessary for your general fitness. And the answer is a resounding yes. It is essential to general fitness, and in my personal opinion, it's likely just as important, if not more important, than cardiovascular exercise like running or biking or swimming. Now, why is this? Because strength training is how we develop and maintain skeletal muscle. And our skeletal muscle is what allows us to move and engage with the world. If we can't move well, then we can't live well. Unfortunately, everyone's muscle mass naturally begins to gradually degenerate at some point around the age of 30. And this degeneration continues and compounds on into old age. And as this happens, we lose muscle mass. We become weaker and less mobile. We lose bone density and become more susceptible to falls and serious, often life-threatening injuries or complications from those injuries. In fact, the loss of muscle mass is one of the most detrimental effects of aging. It's one of the main reasons that people become frail as they age is that they're losing muscle consistently year over year. A lot of people don't know this, but the gradual loss of muscle mass, strength, and function is called sarcopenia. So it's an actual disease. And in 2016, it was classified as a disease by the Center for Disease Control in the United States. The only proven method to reverse or prevent muscle loss is strength training and eating a protein-rich diet. The loss of muscle beyond a certain point is a disease, and it's a disease that everyone is susceptible to unless they take preventative action. In addition to nutritious diet, the cure to muscle loss is strength training, and it's important to point out that strength exercise is not the same thing as cardiovascular exercise or aerobic exercise. Doing a strength training exercise with challenging resistance activates a different energy system than cardiovascular exercise. And this energy system is called the anaerobic metabolism. Unlike aerobic exercise, which uses the oxygen from breathing to produce energy for prolonged periods of time for low resistance movements like walking or running, Anaerobic exercise requires large amounts of energy in very short windows of time, which must be created through a different metabolic process that doesn't rely on oxygen. Anaerobic work can only be sustained for short periods, usually for about 90 seconds, maybe a little bit longer than that. And the reason that it can only be sustained for a short period is because the byproduct of anaerobic metabolism is called lactic acid. If you prolong anaerobic exercise, you'll start feeling a burning sensation in your muscles. You've probably felt that before. This burning sensation comes from the buildup of lactic acid in the muscle that's being used. And at some point, this burning sensation becomes unbearable and you won't be able to continue. So this is usually referred to as muscular fatigue or failure. The only way to grow stronger and prevent muscular degeneration is to consistently stimulate your muscles with anaerobic work. In other words, you must strength train with challenging levels of resistance to reach muscular fatigue. 
This is very important to emphasize because many people are using strength training equipment of some kind, such as machines or free weights, but they are not challenging themselves with enough resistance to engage the anaerobic metabolism. For example, let's say you're doing dumbbell curls with very light one-pound weights. Most people of average strength would be able to continuously do those curls for several minutes or maybe even longer without tiring because the, late, the weight is so light. In this example, the resistance being used is so low that the body doesn't need to activate the anaerobic metabolism to continue to move the weight. So even though you are using weights, this would actually be considered aerobic exercise, not strength training. You can't stimulate an adequate muscular adaptation with this type of exercise, not even for basic physical fitness. So millions of people use strength training equipment of some kind, and they think that they're doing strength training because of the method. But actually, they're not. In many cases, what they're doing is cardio with strength training equipment because they're not pushing themselves to that point where the body is forced to switch over and engage the anaerobic metabolism. The takeaway here is that if you're not challenging yourself during strength training, you won't produce an adequate stimulus to prompt your muscles to adapt and grow stronger. This doesn't mean that you have to lift super heavy weights, but it does mean that you should use an amount of resistance that makes your last few repetitions difficult. An appropriate level of resistance or amount of weight should cause you to feel the burn of lactic acid buildup in the muscles that you're working. And this should occur within 30 to 90 seconds of starting the exercise where your muscles are under a continuous load for that whole period of time. If you can continue doing muscular contractions for significantly longer than about 90 seconds, it's probably time to increase the amount of resistance that you're working with. On your last repetition of any set of strength training exercises, you should feel some lactic acid burn and you should feel like you're very near, near to muscular failure. In other words, it should be very difficult or even impossible for you to do one more repetition. The major benefit of strength training is the preservation of the muscle mass that you already have, which is critical for mobility, especially as you age. When you preserve muscle mass, the extra strength is going to make movement easier and it reduces wear and tear on your joints. Maintaining muscle mass also helps improve posture. Strength training is going to help you also improve bone density, which combats frailty and helps us avoid breaks and fractures from falls as we age. And of course, if, if you are eating a protein-rich diet and an adequate number of daily calories, it's possible to increase your muscle mass even as you age, if that's something that you're interested in. But again, it's not a requirement. And again, adding muscle mass is going to help with mobility and all the other ailments that come with muscle degeneration. So it's something you may want to think about if you are aging or if you have lost a significant amount of muscle mass. Lastly, I should mention the effect of muscle mass on metabolism because this is really important.
the more muscle you have, the more calories your body burns on a daily basis, both from movement and just sitting still. Muscle tissue is actually the main driver of your metabolism. It's not a coincidence that people often complain about their metabolism slowing down as they age. This is true, and for the most part, it slows down because their muscle mass has declined with age. Just think about if you lose 5% of your muscle mass per decade, starting at age 30, by the time you're 80 years old, you will have lost somewhere between 25 and 30% of your total muscle mass, and that has a significant impact on your metabolism. The good news is that your youthful metabolism can make a comeback or can be maintained if you protect the valuable muscle mass that you have and even maybe consider building more. So if you're not doing strength training today, it's in your best interest to start if you want to maintain and improve your quality of life over the years. If you're not sure where to begin, don't worry, it does not have to be complicated. With a few basic movements and minimal equipment, like a set of cheap rubber resistance bands, you can get all the strength training you need at home with very short workouts. To learn more about building a daily workout plan that includes strength training, you can check out an article that I wrote called Exercising or Exercise Selection for Busy People. This is on my website. It's frictionfactorfitness.com. And I'll also put a link to the article in the show notes. When you're doing strength exercises, you want to do one to three sets or rounds of each exercise, doing eight to 12 repetitions within each one of those sets. Make sure that you're doing the movements under control. The speed of your repetitions should be at least two seconds for the contraction or the concentric phase of the lift and about two or more seconds for the extension or eccentric phase of the lift. In total, your repetitions should last about four seconds each, or it's okay if they go longer than that. This is going to ensure that your muscles are loaded and under tension for the entire duration of the exercise, and it's going to help you avoid the risk of injury. The goal should be to achieve muscular fatigue during each one of your sets, meaning that completing one more repetition without a break would be very difficult or even impossible. When you're doing multiple sets, make sure that you allow your muscles about 30 to 90 seconds to rest between sets so that your muscles can recover. You can do some, some type of, it doesn't matter specifically what type, of light cardio, something like jumping jacks or running in place or even riding a stationary bike. You can do that during this rest period, and this is going to allow you to keep your heart rate elevated and is going to give you an additional cardio benefit. This is sometimes called active recovery. I recommend doing this because it allows your strength training workout to double as also a cardio workout. So this is going to reduce the total amount of time that you need to spend exercising for general health and fitness. It's also important to make sure that you're giving each individual muscle at least 48 hours to recover after exercising so that it can grow back and adapt stronger. This is why it's beneficial to split up your strength training routine across several days so that the different muscle groups are never worked on back-to-back -back days. 
for people that live busy lifestyles, I recommend splitting up your strength training exercises across a three or four day period. So this would mean that you're only doing two to three different strength training exercises within each individual workout. This is gonna allow you to keep your workouts very short and allow the individual muscle groups adequate time to recover. That's all for today's episode on the benefits of strength training for adults of all ages. I hope you learned something new and useful. Remember, strength training is not optional if you want to maintain your health and fitness as you age. You need to challenge all your major muscle groups, so your arms, your chest, your shoulders, your back, and your legs, two to three times per week with resistance exercises. You need to eat enough protein, in addition, to help prevent muscle loss. Don't worry about getting too big or bulky from things like lifting weights. That is a myth, and it has been thoroughly debunked. You can gain strength and preserve muscle mass without changing your body size significantly. All you need is about 20 minutes a day of simple and effective workouts that you can do at home with minimal equipment to meet the basic requirements for strength and cardiovascular fitness. I encourage everybody listening to get started today. Your future self will thank you for it. Thanks again for listening to the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it valuable, please subscribe, please like, and please share with others who you think may find it helpful. Also, please check out my website, frictionfactorfitness.com, to sign up for my email newsletter, access my free fitness calculator tools, and download a free teaser of the first three chapters of my new book, The Friction Factor, The Busy Person's Guide to Sustainable Diet and Exercise, which is available wherever books are sold. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for future episodes.